Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And today's episode is simply the best. It's better than all the rest. And Max, I have a confession for you. Just so you know, I am a private dancer. You know, the type that dances for money. And any old music will do. Absolutely. Death marks of dollars. Our We're American the podcast. <laughs> we don't take a mannequin express. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering why we're doing Tina Turner lyrics, then you really have to get your head out the sands. And unless we get on with the episode. Yes, and we'll cover that in a bit. <laughs> anyway, cheers. cheers. Cheers to Friday. Friday. Oh my God, what a week it's been. I had a short week, so it was all good for me. It was my first full week back since vacation. Oh. So, um, yes, it's it's been good. There's been news at work. Won't go into it, but news at work. So a little bit of a shocks and just Jimmy. But um, and I was filming a lot this week, mm. which I you know I do a lot of post production. So green screen filming this week for exciting. Love doing that after so many years. I saw your setup. I was very impressed with it. I could not do a green screen. So Can thank still you. Uh, set up and light a green screen in less than an hour. <laughs> Boom. So busy, busy. We not really a lot to talk about actually. Oh, we had a quiet weekend. Oh well, you said you had a question for me. I did. Oh yes, no. So actually, stupid thing. We were we were Daniel and I were at this weird point where we're doing this podcast, and Daniel is you know like family, so he always you know feels at home here. But right now, he will literally let himself into the the apartment. <laughs> And even start moving furniture about because we have a setup <laughs> for this, but we just don't even talk about right. it. It's Use just young, like, well, gotta go, but yeah, move, move the table, move table, move chairs because we sit in the corner <laughs> of the kitchen. So it was quite funny to sort of realise today that you know Daniel's. We're just at that point of the podcasting where we just naturally get in, <laughs> set up. No one really speaks. Do you mind if I do this? None of that. I'm putting the wine in the freezer, or when well, you did it, and it was just like, oh, we got him trained. The, the monkey can do it himself now. But I open my notes up and I over, I pantomime, put my finger down my notes, seeing what I want to see, tapping it, and it's turned to Daniel when I did my Devil Wears Prada impression. <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, I know exactly where that's from. So my question is, does it ever surprise you the references that I somehow managed to draw from things? No, it more so surprises me the range of references and how quickly you can do them sometimes. I'm just like, that, I get that reference, but that's from like a 1970s thing, and like, I have to think a little bit to pull that one, but I get it. I'm like, but how do you do it so quickly? I don't know. You're like a savant for like reference, niche references at that. Not not good, but niche. I do commonly get from people, how the fuck do you know that one? Because that's from 10 years in a different country. Well, there, there was a certain person, which story we'll go to in a minute, who was just surprised uh, on Monday after discussing events on Sunday and was just like, how do, how do the two of you do it? Like, just the jokes keep coming and like, and they're just constant. He's like, I'm like four jokes behind. I'm like, I know, that's us. Well, the trouble <laughs> is that you're dangerous for me because I'll, I'll put a joke to you and you'll laugh and I'll be like, oh, that joke works. And then the hubs will be like, that joke's not going to work on anyone apart from you and Daniel. Like, that's wanting true. to change my drag name to Dawn, portrait of a teenage drag queen. <laughs> and not many people are going to get the Linda Blair 1970s TV movie references, which is another one people go to me. How the 
Do you know the 1970s TV movies? Sam Pancake's podcast is how I know it. Uh, Check it out. But see, even still, the names are legendary. Yeah. I mean, gay culture, we get the references. We we stand, we stand who we stand for a reason. Well, talking of uh, niche gay culture, we're not really niche. Oh. This brings us to our weekend and, and Saturday, and we had uh, we went out for drinkies. We had a quiet morning because, you know, when you're post vacation and you're really buzzed and energetic to do stuff, but also want to yeah. do nothing. Yeah. Uh, because I had to be up early to do something for work. I ended up mm-hmm. with jet lag at six thirty, so I ended up editing last week's podcast by nine o'clock. Yeah, I was just barely waking up, and you're like, "I'm done," and, and I'm, I'm like, "What?" Uh-huh. <laughs> so we went out. So it was a sort of a like, well, let's not rush because you know we've just got back from England. There's no need to rush. We've we've done something for two weeks, mm-hmm. and we ended up going to Aslin Brewery and met oh, yeah? uh, expat Alex and the lovely um, Brandon of the hair ah, yes. and afterwards we were going to do soccer and then me and the house were like well let's save some cash and just watch it at home finding out quickly that now it's subscription as well which takes a piss but is it subscription through a certain provider Apple, TV, Apple Plus TV Plus oh yeah it's at like $80 a year no yeah I don't want another subscription that's my culture for the week no more yeah no more subscriptions but so we said to Alex, like you did just said earlier, you've never seen the birdcage. Mm, and he went, okay. no, I've not seen the birdcage. Oh, yes. So yes. we sat and watched it with him. And Alex is straight. <laughs> he's probably, I think he's three, four years younger than me. So he yeah, was, he's like my age. Yeah. yeah. But it was interesting. He said, look, this film's going to say, like, he's not, he's not non-PC, but he's also, like, he's from West London. So he's not going to turn around and be like, uh. And I said, we're just curious to see what you think. And obviously the cast is shit hot. It's a mainstream gay yeah. movie. And you know, he giggled a bit, and then at the end of it, because we were sitting there, me, Brandon, and the hubs were doing all the lines from it, and he's like, I need to see this. And he started to get where the, the lines came in, and a couple of the references to the underage um, prostitute, <laughs> oh. he was like, wow, they yeah. went there. But they were used in, because they, but they, them lines stick out, we noticed, because they were said by Republicans, right. and that's a joke. But the bit that he said, when he got to the dinner party scene, he was really laughing. He said, this is a really, really good film. Like, because it's iconic, iconic. that scene. But the direction in it. So it was really lovely mm-hmm. to see that actually someone coming in from the outside was still going, wow, this is tight comedy. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes. And that's why it's lasted. But also, how about those dolphins? <laughs> Yay, sports. Because <laughs> uh, that's when we went down to, I think this was before the podcast started, we the hubs took me to the Buffalo Bills game. Oh yes, it was right before the podcast. Right started um, for the playoffs, and yeah. I said, "Oh, who are they playing?" He goes, "The Miami Dolphins," and I went, "I get to say it." And he goes, "What?" I went, "How about those Dolphins?" Dolphins. And he started laughing. He goes, "Oh my god, we can both say we've seen a Bills game and gone." Well, how oh, about those Dolphins? Dolphins. <laughs> I'm glad you got to have that moment. And I really, I am. really did. But now, apart from that, weeks quiet. The hubs is away. Uh, on on work, so he went away Saturday night or Sunday night. I do a I do a, a mental health week, which sounds horrible. Do no, no, away, it's, but it's, it was good. That I, you know, you just kind of don't have to worry about. He, we check in, we don't have to worry about each other. Um, I, I went to the cinema as usual, which I've explained mm-hmm. a bit. So very quiet week. And actually, even a, a friend, lovely Sarah, who I think also listens to this, was like, Can you, "Are you going? This guy's going to come out to like, Shaw's," and I said. I'm having a mental health night, and sure, that's really you. You yeah, have we it. Uh, had brunch with a special guest, and listeners, we will eventually get to that guest. Not on this episode. Not on this episode. Don't worry. We're keeping a little bit back for ourselves for just a little bit, yes. so to speak. But it was a very lovely brunch. It was a very lovely brunch that uh, 
might have had drinks for two rounds as opposed to the one that we were well, supposed well, to. Well, in your defence, the Hubs and I came a bit later. We'd left you to it mm-hmm. and Hubs was working in the morning. So we came and then the lovely server was very kind and refreshed your charge and did ours. And we're not going to say where we were, but it's a lovely no. bar on 14th and a lovely server. We had an hour and boy, did she make sure that we had two hours worth of drinks in that hour. Oh my gosh. That was so very fucking true is all I'm going to say. So we had brunch and then the four of us toddled back to your place. And we had a lovely uh, evening on the roof deck and our friend Nick came over from what I'm piecing together from my Faded memory. Well, two of the two of the peeps fell asleep. Yes, very much fell asleep, and it was rather cute because the two of us kept talking. (laughs) They're gone, and then (laughs) and then I got drunk and made drunk omelet. Oh, good! I ordered I ordered Taco Bell is what I did, and it was waiting for me whenever I got home. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was a very nice Sunday, though. It it was very nice, and it was also a good intro to my week because yesterday was my birthday. I am now old as shit, <laughs> if I wasn't already, but still not as old as you. <laughs> I accept my age. Well, I know you do. You you accept it with much grace. Um, but I, I had a very nice day to myself. I went to the African American Smithsonian Museum for, I think, the second time since I've lived here in D.C. because it is so effing hard to get tickets. So hard. And went to the um, Afrofuturism exhibit. So, listeners, if you can go and you live in D.C., by all means, I recommend going. It's looking at past culture and sci-fi culture and how African Americans were using it as a symbol of hope and protest all at the same time. Yeah, it sounded interesting when you said last night. It yeah. sounded like a nice nice one. So I cannot, you know, tout it enough, but definitely go see it if you can. So, anyways, that was my week. Sounds lovely. It was a good birthday week. Thank you. Talking of special guests, today we have a shock surprise guest which has gagged and gooped me as we enter Ina's garden, Daniel. Who is waiting for us? So, I'm just going to say this. We had a lovely night last night for my birthday with my dear friends, you and your hubs. Yes. And so as a treat for you for my birthday, I decided to bring about a Chardonnay wine. It doesn't... I wouldn't say Chardonnay Chardonnays. No, it's not. Because it is a Barbersville Chardonnay that is a still barrel, not an oak barrel, so it does not have that buttery taste that you get off of the normal Chardonnay. Is it buttery? Oh, you cannot cut this one, which is why I will sip this one. All for you. You got your Chardonnay. (laughs) Oh, 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 he's getting up. He's moving. He's moving. I'm worried. I'm terrified. Maxie is going... Oh, to a cabinet. Oh, to get a plate, sorry. I was about to be like, what have you hid in the cabinet, dear? I love how you're blocking my view of whatever is going on. Like, is the question. Have you seen any of it yet? No, I have seen none of it yet, other than that it was on the top shelf of your refrigerator. That's all I'm going to say. Listeners, I'm a little bit... Oh, Max. Oh. You didn't think I'd forget, did you? No, but you did not have to do this by any means. So Describe what's in front of you. So Max has a little cupcake with frosting with a little candle on it that's nice and red, and I'm going to blow it out and make a wish on it. To you. (laughs) To you. Yay. Yay. We'll, we'll save this one for later to eat afterwards. Oh, wait, wait, though. 
Oh, I did love, I always love the smell of burning. The paraffin? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I'll give that to you. Yeah. And that was what was in Ina's garden. She's baking cakes for everyone. Yes. Though, saying that, I, I did actually want to... I, I think we skipped ahead, because you did say to me, um, and usually the term is getting off the grid, so I call this section getting on the grid, oh. the return of brunch guy. Oh, yes, we did jump ahead. So there is We were just eager to get to the Chardonnay. We were very eager to get to the Chardonnay. So there is a character on uh, one of the dating apps that um, is here in D.C. that you and I have both touted the brunch guy because he will randomly hit the two of us up separately but then always ask the question, do you want to go to brunch? And it's always like a Sunday at like 9 a.m. And you're like, well, when is brunch? And he's like, at 10 a.m., and it's like, we're at, and like Tyson's, and I'm like, I'm still in bed at 9 a.m. on a Sunday, sir. Like, I'm not going to be in Tyson's by 11.30 at best. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be in Tyson's at best. <laughs> well, that too. It's just like, I am not going to be there. But anyways, he randomly sent this, like, wolf, and it's just like, it was Sunday before our actual brunch we were having, and I was like, hi, I have brunch plans today, and he just went silent. But he's been circling around for a few weeks, and I'm just like, are you going to... Have you ever gone out to brunch with him? No, that's the thing. Cause have you ever responded to him? Yes. Positive? I have responded positively, saying, you know, well, let's do brunch next week if we plan in advance. Like, don't ever say, let's go to brunch in an hour at, like, Tyson's. Yes. But, you know. Especially if you're out by Tyson's. Right. You must be prepared that you're hitting people up in D.C. Right. I'm just like, I don't have time for that. No one has time for that. I mean, I would say, you know, maybe Pentagon City if everything got lucky, but even that's And there's not some bad stuff. There's, oh, a nice, sure. there's a nice taco place at Pentagon City. Yeah, actually. I used to live there, so I, I don't Very mind nice. it. Very nice. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it there, but no, I get you. Yeah. So, also, um, I do like adding new sections in, but we've been having a lot of, like, things from people who oh, have been yes. listening, so I'm going to call this one Hello from the Other Side. Oh. Hello from the other side. Might even add in a bit of Adele there. I was going to say, I, I, I hear Adele. But I'm not going to name names. Because, but if you do hear and think you've been referenced, please contact and we can say it. But a certain bartender, stroke, I think someone maybe a bit higher up in bartender, I could be wrong, don't sue me, um, at a bar in DC that may share a name with a Scissor Sisters song, uh, oh. did see the hubs and goes, uh, I really love your husband's podcast. Oh. oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. He also thought he was on it and forgets there's another American so uh, <laughs> that's it so if you do want to shout out um, we are we have strong a little uh, group of loyal listeners and we love our loyal listeners and if and I know how many of you are out there you can just quickly scroll down your app and at least give us a five star rating that would be absolutely beautiful and if you want to also do a quick little review, like these two bitches crack me up, or I'm glad they ain't my children, or well, if these, with these two, who needs enemies? Anything like that with a five star review, bang tidy. And if you could share it with, you know, your friends, your enemies, your congregations. I mean, your if society. you hate it, give it to the person that you don't like, but pretend like everyone's listening. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Really, just do what you can. Do what you can. On that note, while you're telling everyone the news of our podcast, we'll tell you the news of the week. Oh, yes. 
So, um, what is going on in the neighborhood, Daniel? Well, you know, we're going to discuss a few stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp, my dear. And my God, this week, they are rather interesting. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Mine are kind of... Well, well, first one is Nicole Skirgener... I don't know how to pronounce her name. I, Nicole Pussycat Doll. That's how I know. It's going into Sunset Boulevard in London's West End. Now, far as I know, I missed her in Cats all those years ago. Uh-huh. Was really gutted. I was in going through some stuff and never saw it. Yeah. Love Cats. Missed her in a podium. They were going to transfer her over to Broadway. And then she was offered a job with something and left the production before it started. Okay. Webber was not happy with her, though still insists that she's the best singer. I think she's a fantastic singer. She's done a very good Christine Dye on what the... uh, She's classically trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is she is stunningly beautiful. Oh, yes. (laughs) And she is stunning. I'm sorry we shouldn't judge a person by their looks, but she is a very talented, very fortunate person who I know has probably has some demons but I would say the verb or adjective that I would use to describe her is very statuesque statuesque but she so I think she she can definitely sing a normal Desmond role oh yeah I think she can act but I'm just curious a little bit as to how they're going to do uh, make I saw, her look yeah I saw Stephanie J Block play Norma recently at the mm-hmm. Kennedy and they did something to her. they made her look a bit older you yeah, know yeah. there was still that May December romance but I, I, I just I'm curious to see how they're going to do it but I think she can I've got faith in her so I think she can I think my thing is going to be like she doesn't quite convince me of a December like a glint close or like a a patty the pony yes you it, know they are very convincing for December Nicole is like you know June, July, (laughs) you know, very fresh young July. Yeah, you know, it's like a very summer at best. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. When when they did the bird uh, Lacaja fall on the West End, um, I saw it a couple of times, but I did see it with John Barrowman, Mm -hmm. who's a very good looking guy, and he played Albin, the um, the the drag queen role, the the serving Starina role, and how they played it because he's very good looking was that it was more the embarrassment of his um, femininity. In public, rather than the fact because he couldn't do, I'm old, fat, and middle aged. He no. wasn't. The guy's still built, you know. Oh, those arms. Yeah. So <laughs> it was interesting. So I'm very curious, but I, 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 I definitely think she'll knock it out of the park. I oh, think yeah. her, um, as if they never said goodbye, will be stunning. I'm just very curious about the acting for this one, but I have, I, I feel Weber's, uh, he's been burned a little bit by bad Cinderella's failing. He's coming off Not Broadway. Not once but twice, yes. Yeah, for the first time in 40 years. He won't be on Broadway yeah. since Evita. So it's going to be very interesting. I think he's he's trying to work this one out, but let, let's see how it goes. Uh, my next story is like not very gay adjacent, but just I think interesting. Well, it's for you. You have interest, so therefore it's gay. I I do it. So they're closing the Star Wars Galaxy's not Galaxy's Edge. It's the Galaxy Ride, the, the interactive hotel at Disney. They're mm-hmm. going to close. I I mean it was it two thousand and nine or two thousand for two nights wasn't it? No, it was five thousand. Yeah, it for was two nights. Yeah, it, for families and it was a, a completely immersive experience. Which bravo, but that's a very steep price tag. I mean, I had to look at the hubs, and he was looking at me like, bless his heart, he would have taken me. And I was like, do not take me to. This. You're like, you don't have enough kidneys for that. Yeah, we don't have enough. But <laughs> it's like, um, you know, for for the for the price tag, it was not worth it. Mm-hmm. I think the I do think you get into all the Galaxy's Edge stuff though. You get fast passes for everything. Up. I should hope so. Yeah. At that price tag. But 
Yeah, so it's closing, and, and apparently they were working on some new storylines, but the other thing was that the criticism was in order to streamline the cost, when it started to lose money, was they took out the multiple endings. Uh, and then also someone said they went with a group of adults and they only use kids as actors uh, to pick them up. And they said, well, we kind of paid for this as adults. Yeah. It, for me, this, this story, the reason that I'm kind of going into it a little bit is that I, I just wonder whether or not, like, as we're in a cost of living crisis, I'm mm. sorry to bring, the, bring that no, onto this. No, but we are. We very much is are. that who is paying for this now? Well, I mean, well, no one is if they're closing it. I mean, the question is what's going to happen to it. Is it going to be incorporated into, like, the overall Disney experience? Or is it going to be abandoned like some of the other lands that have been abandoned in Disney? Ooh, what about lands being abandoned? Um, there was one of the islands out in the lagoon that was abandoned. It was like a country water park thing that was abandoned. And there was another one that I'm blanking on. I... The rumour is they might just downgrade it to a standard hotel, mm. a newer Star Wars themed hotel, but it won't but But you won't have the immersive experience. Immersive, but I'd still go to a Star Wars themed hotel. Oh I could see you doing But some yeah. of those rooms did not look like bunk beds. No, it very much looked sort of like a capsule hotel in Tokyo. Yes. So it's interesting. But I thought it was I thought this is this is gonna be an ongoing I think we're gonna see a lot more of this. I don't think this is a one off story. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. but it's camping that I just and again it's the immersive experience, but people aren't can't afford that now. No, not even on a good day. I think we can afford um, that. So yeah, that's very interesting of Disney. That's that that was my stories for the week. Yeah, so on to mine, which are definitely a little bit more gay than yours, but you know they are what they are. Um, so I felt like my first story was a bit of a yo-yo thing. Like you're on a diet, you're fat and thin, fat and thin, fat and thin. Yeah. Situation. Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and, and the uh, L.A. Dodgers. So, last week, this story actually broke while we were recording the podcast. So, I'm going to stop you. Uh-huh. Do you want to explain to our listeners? Because the Sisters are known, but I don't think many people know who or what they are. Right. So, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and I'm hoping I'm getting this right, so Max, you please interject whenever possible. They are a queer and trans nun religious order quote unquote yes um essentially think drag queens but with all white facial makeup and then using religious imagery essentially in their routines but they were a key um set of figures during the aids crisis you know collecting money you know doing education about hiv prevention etc etc so they are a staple and pillar in the gay community so if there's a vigil, which are many in DC, sadly, they will turn up. They will usually speak and offer yes. services. So they're famous for their white faces. Yes. They do look a bit like Queen Amidala. Yes, that is probably the best way of putting it. But they, they are lovely. Yes, very, very lovely individuals. Usually very beardy guys. Yes, which I have yet to figure out why they're typically. Very I think that most beardy. biggie be, be, beardy guys are lovely, and they are. Well, yes. They are not really. They are, they they offer a religious framework or um uh, a template but yes but without the religion religion which yeah. is nice so the first thing they'll say is before i let you go on is that mm. they're usually at an event and they'll be we are here we're over there they'll point where we are mm-hmm. and i think they're there they were they were like the initial when people had to leave their religion and find sexuality they offered the comfort and familiarity of a religious cadence yes to the gay community mm-hmm. but has since been and they do fantastic work look them up if you ever see them at an event go up and just yeah. say hi and thank you right. and just, just do that for them that's all they need marvellous people we absolutely yeah. love them so um, the story happened that the LA Dodgers invited them 
and then disinvited them to their pride night. And one more question. What sport? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. I had to look this up, but it is baseball. So the idea was that they were going to be at Pride Night yeah. sometime in June. I, I don't remember what day in June, but anyways, they were going to be at Pride Night. Okay. And the reason why they were disinvited was because of one U.S. Senator Rubio from Florida, not California. Just put that put that in a little pin of your hat, who complained, uh, along with the um, Catholic right vote, also complained that they were going to be there. They were fine with having queer representation, but they were offended by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Therefore, the Dodgers disinvited them. So, there was a lot of backlash, and the LGBTQ Center of LA said, guess what, if you disinvite them, we are pulling everyone that is invited from this event. And the LA Angels, another baseball team, professional, said, you know what, if you're not invited to their Pride Night, you can come to our Pride Night. So, um, you know... There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. And there was a lot of lessons that were learned about how important the sisters were to the community. And so the L.A. Dodgers invited them back to their Pride Night. At which point the sisters have said that, yes, they will come. Because they're very gracious like that. Whereas a lot of people would turn and said, fuck you. Right. They, um... Yes. That's very in their style. Yes. It was very much in their style. And so we thank them for their example of what they're doing. So We don't thank Marco Rubio. Even though you are... Kind of oddly cute? No. But I would not fuck you. No, we, no, no. Well, what were you? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Dong. Next story. Well, you know, get your swim trunks ready because it is summer just right around the corner. And when you thought it was just safe to start your planning, guess what? Florida is off your list. So when you thought you were going to Walt Disney World, you're not. So the Human Rights Campaign has just issued a travel warning for all LGBTQ individuals about going to Florida, saying it is unsafe for us to be in that state. Are we shocked? No. I'm pretty sure it's you and the hubs just called in so we don't have to visit mothers. Yes. Oh. Yes, we, that's essentially what we did, because no one wants to go to Sarasota. <laughs> no one. So we'll see what's going to happen. Um, but uh, tourism accounts for $98.8 billion in Florida. So maybe we'll hurt them. Yeah, can you talk about my wine? That's fucking annoying. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm, we're going to pour in front of the mic. I'm sorry. I'm just dumb. Yeah, I know. I know. But I appreciate them for coming out with the travel. And then what does he do? What that, that, it, not, not get political, but that idiot, not naming names, mm. mucked up his Twitter feed, didn't he? And then next, two days later did another little silly thing with his like another government issue. No, not yeah. going to go there. Not, that's not, not, that's not, 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 no, not, no. not on the spot. We're better than that. So Daniel, mm. what has been gay culture to you this week? So my gay culture this week, we're going to go fast, sort of, but not really. Uh, my food for the week is pan con tomate. Nice. Which, listeners, just so you know, it's crusty bread, tomato rubbed all across it with olive oil and manchego cheese on top of it. It is perfect summer food. Also, this is your sign from up above. Your drink of the week. It is officially Pim's Cup season. Drink of Pim's Cups. Do it. Properly. Properly. Please research mint, cucumber. Orange. At a minimum. Yes. And also look at adding gin to it, as some people have taught me how to do. Thank you, Alex. Uh, my song of the week, uh, so we have two. My new one is from the artist known as Begonia, the only one from her Powder Blue album, 
very catchy, very good. We'll play it for you afterwards. And then my re-listen, oh, one of the songs of my childhood, Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It. I like that. I love that one. And then my soundtrack for the week is The Color Purple because I saw the trailer that is coming out for the film in December. Starring James Corden as Mr. No, no, Max, no, no. It was funny last night, but no. <laughs> we cannot make that joke again. It's a joke against James Corden, not against the amazing cast of The Color Purple, right. which we are very excited about, even though I'm still ag- angry with a certain theater outside of DC that would not let my husband back in for half an hour because oh. he went for a quick pee and they wouldn't let him in through the loudest song even though they let people in during CD's child getting taken away after the first song. But apparently Shook Avery coming to town was too quiet to let my husband take his seat again so he missed half an hour and we are never going back to that significant theatre even though they did refund him but still petty is petty. Yes, and you are the pettiest of petties. They're doing hair this year as well. It's my favourite musical. Oh, I am so sorry. You're not going to see that. I know. So, my culture. Um, I'm going to bring up something we mentioned last week but forgot to go into. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were in London, the hubs got to try pie mash for the first time. Mm-hmm. Pie mash is a South London dish. It is a steamed meat pie. It is steamed on the bottom, crispy on top. Mm. And it comes with mashed potato and a parsley gravy that we refer to as liquor. When you get it, you flip the pie over, you prick multiple holes in the bottom and pour chili vinegar into them holes. It is a flavor sensation. My mum loves it. She was so proud, yes. Do you have the ability to make this? The steamed, I'm going to look into it. The thing is... It's, Listeners, this is about me, not you. It's so interesting because... So, I've never been to the one in Croydon. We've been to the South London ones where my mum used to go. So, mum's like, look, there's a place in South London that does it. Let's mm-hmm. go. The guy is called Max. Oh. We walk up to this place. Uh-huh. The guy goes, hey, Lynn. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And the hub's like, what? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, is this the sun? You here for America? Is this the one we're going to try it out on? invites us in sits us down mum it's cash only uh-huh. like cash cash only mum yeah. goes up and, and, and has like and it's like five quid a meal you know yeah. it's so stupid yeah uh, so we get in I get the two pies because my eyes are big on my belly but I'm going to get as much in me as possible yeah. Hubs gets one and then lick it on the side because it's he doesn't know what it's going to because they used to yeah. make it of eels they don't make it of eels anymore but you can still buy jelly deals you know, I think I'd like eels. I like smoked eels, so I, yeah. feel, I feel like I would do it with The jelly eels. deals might be a bit one of the fishiness and the textures. Uh-huh. I think the texture for that might throw... A bit like an aspic. Yeah. So, he tries it and he loves it. He uh-huh. really does love it. But the funny thing is, mum goes up to go and go buy it and then comes back with the plates. And, uh-huh. and they're like, what? I said, no, it's all waiting. Yeah. But it was absolutely delicious. This guy, I forgot, it's called Cockneys in Croydon. If you're in Croydon, go. It's a lovely place. The hubs really, 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 really loved it. He said, it, it goes, it's weird that it didn't kind of work separately, but the ingredients together, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm gonna say. There's a quick shout, but I don't have many dishes in my area, but traditional pie and mash, and on the sides of the wall, there was all rhyming slang, and we were trying to guess all the rhyming slang, because we know some of it, right? but some of it we were like, a whistle and flute. You've got to take a poot. No, yeah. suit. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, the other um, food for this week, my soup of the week, was Scotch broth, which looked amazing. So it's very much a lentil-based. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a Scottish soup. It's uh, vegetables, 
but it uses lentils and split pea to create the creamy broth. It's mm. actually not a broth in my opinion, it's actually a very thick, hearty soup. Yeah. It came out beautifully, was really, really proud of it. Um, it's really lovely. It's like, I, I think soup's like a, a warm salad, let's face it. Yeah, it can do, if you do it right. Books this week, contradictory to my bike making soup. I actually read quite a lot of my my the book. I found the, the pace of it. Also, summer is here, so I've been eagerly going outside at the end of the day, Yay. sitting on the deck with a book and actually reading a lot more. Television, Rise of the Pink Ladies, hit Ooh. season three and boy does it, episode three and boy did it rise. It's been really good. So, and a bit, so it's a bit of a slow burn, but it, yeah, like the first couple of songs weren't brilliant, and then there's a, a, a song about stars which was amazing, but uh-huh. it's it's a bit hit and miss. I, I think what I've really loved is the head teacher, or oh, what's her name? Uh, it's not obviously not played by it's not played by Eve Arden, right? It's Jackie Saint, who was in um, Only Murders, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she and there's a couple. She's actually acting in it. I think, in oh, my good. opinion, like, I mean, she's a great performer. Right. But she, they know, they get her to play that bullshit Jewish role. Yeah. And it works in Only Murders. It works in Difficult People. But in this, there's some scenes that you're like, oh, they're giving you a role, and and there's a song. She has a song in it, and it's the student election day, uh-huh. and. and she the song opens the episode and she's like the day's finally bloody here our lives our, our lives can start again so, <laughs> and it was a really good song I'm like I really hope you read this and I'm like this is my song <laughs> yes it's my time so for films uh, Saving Mr. Banks I thought it was cute I've seen it before I saw it maybe about a decade ago whenever it came out um you know my qualms that I have with it. Yeah, it, I know. It, it is a cute film, don't get me wrong. It polishes stuff cool. over. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. Uh, Glass Onion, really liked. Again, Yay, I love that one. <laughs> uh, definitely different from the first one. A different being, different pacing, different everything. Yeah, very, very interesting. I did like everyone. Uh, I'm trying to work out who everyone was meant to be, but... Mm. Yeah, there's Dave, some... Dave Bolista as Andrew Tate, essentially. Oh. Yeah, he's, me- he's meant to be like an Andrew Tate. Yeah. I was like, that's... I also think Dave Bolista's incredibly hunky, and he looks like, also, he's very loving, so I'm always like, I want to hug from him. Well, but I'm going to say this, Janelle Monae is delicious in that film. She's beautiful. Uh, she's really good. There's a lot of good twists in it. Mm-hmm. I will probably rewatch it, but I did... In, I, I, I followed it as best as I, I could um, but no it was a really good it was I was really really impressed with it and uh, I John, Ryan Johnson I, I saw Brick years back which I thought was a bit overly stylized. Mm-hmm. but I've enjoyed like obviously Star Wars and his um, he has a really wonderful wife who does an amazing podcast about film history um Finally, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that was absolutely excellent. Uh, I love Marvel films. I love Marvel TV. The biggest trouble at the moment is that it's all way too interconnected. Yeah. Like, we went to see Ant-Man, and the hub was like, I have no idea what I'm watching now. It's just all so swelled. The, the, the only thing of this one is, the only thing you need to know for this Guardians film is that Gamora died in Infinity War, and it, in uh, Endgame is brought back as a past version of herself and so is going through a like the issue that Chris Pratt's cat Starlord is looking at is like his girlfriend does not know who he is mm. but this is a very rocket raccoon heavy one which sounds so stupid but I've cried multiple times oh. I don't it was a very well done film bit long 
but generally out of all the Marvel so far and the final trilogy part I was like this completed it it was very standalone very Black Panther in that sense much needed very good and that's done cheers (laughs) cheers That may have been a culture first, but what is making an impact for everyone else? We check the feeds, test the mood, and answer the question, what is gay culture? And I feel like there are topics this week that There work. are topics. Yeah. So my one is not exactly top of the list. Oh, I noticed that whenever I was looking at the uh, shared document. So, And I'm very curious about knowing all about but it. But I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Okay. So, when I say Han, what do you think I mean? Hi, Han. Hi, Han. I, I go very southern with hi, Han. How are you doing, Shug? Hi, Han. It is, and Han is spelled H- either H-O-N or H-U-N. Uh, for the Drag Race fans out there, UK Han. Oh, uh, okay. UK Han. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, for a while online, I've been following Han culture, which is, it's been coming up on Instagram. Uh, there is, Hansnet is a um, an Instagram site, and it's just... I was seeing all these posts come through uh-huh. under the term Hun. And it was also on Grace Dent's amazing podcast, uh, Comfort Eating. Natalie Cassidy, Nat Cass, is uh, so Patrick's in England, in EastEnders. Mm-hmm. And they refer to her as a Hun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is Hun culture? Yes, do tell. What is Hun culture? You've got me intrigued now if there's an Instagram for it. Is so, it, Is it like Cottagecore and Taylor Swifties? It's, it's a generalised culture. So... Okay. Miriam Webster says actually it's a lie <laughs> Wikipedia says Hun culture and I'm going to read this out so if it sounds stilted don't 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 get angry okay it is a British subculture that is popular with women and gay men it often revolves around the standing of usually British female celebrities who are um, often pop stars reality stars or soap actresses and characters who are considered gay icons it often relies on camp or niche humour. Okay, not where I thought we were going to go with it, but can I throw out someone who I think could be an example of it? Please do. Would Hannah Waddington be one? So... Or is she too not in unculture? So, she could be. Okay. But, Uh here's the thing. So, I am going to (coughs) go this route. Do you know what chav culture is? Yes. Explain chav culture to me. Very bad porn. Right, that's scatty porn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chef culture in England, and especially in London, was, it was the uh, Burberry caps, and it was very much about buying bling, buying a lot of... Oversized t-shirts with, like, gold chains. A lot of labels, yes. trying to emulate wealth. Calvin Klein all over the chest. Yeah, okay. so it was emulating wealth through, like, material objects. Yes. So the bigger the gold chain, or, like, they would have lockets and rings, and it was very... For educated listeners, conspicuous consumption is yeah. what we'd call it. So it was saying, well, look, I've got this because I've got this product. Right. Um, look at me, look at me, I'm peacocking. What is coastal grandma culture to you? It's Diane Keaton. It's uh, Annie Garten. It's Martha Stewart. Like, it's, you know, I don't want to say that liberal coastal elite, but it's like that homey coziness of, like, these icons that are, you know, making this, you know, warm place to live. So, one one line for Coastal Grandma is always, it is shown success through an easy retirement. Fair enough. 
which I would say those characters all do. That they I just do. Named. They all grab the, the glass of white wine. They all yeah. do. So they, they barely look like they're working. They can yeah. adapt. But we know they're working like racehorses. Like that's the thing. So between Trav and coastal grandma culture, mm-hmm. what is the what is the what are they trying to emulate? I would hunt culture. I'm guessing wealth. Well, well, yeah. well, okay, so I'm taking on a ride here. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. I am trying to follow this roller coaster. <laughs> Whereas hung culture uh-huh. is, in my opinion, finding uh-huh. pleasure in simple things. Okay. So you're looking at soap stars, reality stars. Ooh, I made some bacon. Oh, pop stars. Exactly. It's about putting the jeans, a nice pair of jeans and a nice top on and going out for the girlies to the local bar. Okay. Oh, okay, got it. Nice so, pair of jeans there. Right. It's yeah. about... Making a hot chocolate and having a gossip in the, in the office kitchen. Ooh, having a little bit of tea and, you know, sitting yeah. in the garden. It's Saturday night spent with a packet of Marks and Spencer's Carnation chicken crisps, a glass of wine, and just watching some EastEnders wrapped up on your couch. Oh, do you have a little shawl on? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. About, I like this. I like that. But home culture. culture is, it's not, it's, it's, it's very much what you have it's enjoying a bit of EastEnders another bit of EastEnders oh, it's yeah. like the reality TV star that just comes out and you're not keeping up with the Joneses on this you're one. not keeping up with the Joneses you're keeping up with yourself yeah and it is about I see the nice pair of jeans and a good top you know it's a sparkly top it's so it's your mental health day it's your mental health and this is what I've, I was trying to work out what it is you know it's 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 finding there's a character on EastEnders who left it um, who uh, was Heather and she kept having asthma attacks uh-huh. that was her thing she had an asthma attack and like the Hunsnet they did her um, no the, the, the Hun life they did it they had an, on a podcast had an interview of her and like talking to her about the memes that come from because when they did an asthma attack with her once, they did it as a POV, and they're like, when you find out, you know, <laughs> that, um, you know, when someone at work, when, when your phone rings after you text someone and you're running about an asthma attack, it's about this actress, Natalie Cassidy, or they call Nat Cass, you know, uh-huh. just going, and they, they will mention and go, still think about a time that Nat Cass had a halloumi and kebab, and it's her, like a video of oh. her going, I'm not much to say, but this halloumi kebab is hitting the spot. Oh. That's Hun culture. Okay, okay. We are in the Hun culture is this it's 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 mm. acceptance that the simple pleasures are completely completely fine. Um and it's weird I like I, that. I it's weird I I'm to, to bring it up. Um No, but I think it's a good bring up. Alison Hammond is Hun culture. Ah uh, yes, I get that. Alan Carr is hung culture I can see it's on, having yeah. the goss it's sitting there going or oh, oh, what do you want to do tonight it's we, just getting the pleasure of chit chatting we could go it is it's a chit chat this is hung culture what's well, it, us, it's <laughs> us. But, and it was interesting that I kept seeing this come up I really wanted to because it was such an interesting thing that's, and I, I, I chatted to my mate John uh, he's the Glaswegian guy oh yeah, yeah and I said have you heard about he goes hung culture is getting big because people hmm. are finally fucking accepting it. it's okay to open a bag of crisps, pour yourself a glass of red wine, and just go, do you know what, I can't be arsed tonight, I need this. And it is, it's It's finally experiencing a mental health day. So I think that it's apropos because it is also occurring or gaining traction during the cost of living crisis. It is, and I think it, it started a lot during COVID. COVID. I, I mean, it sounds, like, it sounds like us on a Wednesday night during COVID. It's like, mm, we're going to do this. But it's, and I think over here, like, because I feel that there's a lot of jokes about how, you know, that, that what's that meme of like, 
it says, it says, friends, hey, sorry, I can't make it tonight. Are you pissed off? And it goes, me, dot, dot, dot. And it's a photo of someone swaddled, you know, already yeah. in bed. But, I'll survive. <laughs> but it is, it's about, it's comfort eating. It's yeah. And, I, and actually, I was sitting there going, it's about saying, yeah, we should all try and like get out of our bubble occasionally. Mm-hmm. But every so often, it's saying you need to have that day. In that day, or I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch a thing of EastEnders. I'm gonna watch this. So I saw that, but I I don't know. And I looked at that, and as I was, I was initially wanted to talk to you about it, and then I was going, no, I think we all need a bit of hung culture in our lives. Yeah. It's about um, them. Oh, oh, some of the stuff they put over it is. Um, <laughs> And of course, the big thing in hung culture, Kylie's huge hung culture, because she was a soap star. Oh, yes, but okay. Padam, padam, oh. which we cannot even get into how the no. cultural revolution no. of padam this week has been everything. It's to the roof, and that's not my culture that I'm covering, so don't worry, guys. Exactly. Well, let's go. Padam has been is the club banger of all club bangers starting in late May. Whoever saw that coming? Not I. Not Usually, I. the British um, summer music doesn't come until August when people have been away on vacay and come back from the continent with a new song in their heads. Whereas, I think in America, it's like mid-June. Yeah. So, like, we're a few weeks early. And the I'm gays like, have <laughs> accepted that Padam is basically, many because it sounds like the grinder. <laughs> Padam. Um... But no, but but hung culture is just a simple thing of having that banger. I'm sorry, I'm I'm I, I like pro, it. Pro, I think we're all pro hung culture. I think we are as well, and you and I will talk about this post podcast. Post podcast, literally. Oh, you'll be you'll be poor. So I'm going to change topics because there is something that has really been overpowering the news feeds for the past two days, essentially. And that is the departure of one Miss Tina Turner, an icon, a legend. And she is. Rest in power, my dear. Um, Who at 44 was told she was way past it and would never, ever get back into the music scene. And I would say that she had her best hits after she was 44. I mean, let's talk about it. So, like, she survived an abusive relationship with Ike, but she had a career during that time with such hits as Proud Mary and River Deep, Mountain High. Like, who doesn't bang to those? Like, they're iconic, they are wonderful. And then she divorced Ike. I heard that when she divorced him, she literally, he was a passed out. She ran across the road to a thing, had no money on her, and it was only because she was recognized. Yeah. Like, iconic. She had a film career. She was in um, Tommy as the Acid Queen, which is one of the first roles that I knew her as. And then she was in uh, Thunderdome. Um, um, Auntie Entity, wasn't she? Now? Yes. Yeah. Um, but then, like, she had such hits as Simply the Best. Goldeneye. I mean, she also had. Goldeneye's my favourite because it's Leather and Lace. I love Leather and Lace oh, bumping. Because her first. Because wasn't her first comeback was. Um, and you sung it earlier. Uh, Private Dance. Private Dance was the first come. Because I, I heard that she'd been cleaning houses mm-hmm. and stuff and she she really went she was kept yeah. the Vegas act going and did bits yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone wrote private dance and someone said why don't you get Tina Turner to do it and she did yeah. and my god it's it's one of my favorite literally it is one of my favorite songs back which is why I quoted it like yeah like I love that song so much um let's see simply the best is one that we talked about like just hit after hit like you know she gave um Angela Bassett, her blessing. Yeah, to do. I've her, still never seen that film. You know, I have never seen that biopic either. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then she had a third resurgence. I would say in the past few years because she had the musical Tina, 
that came out. Yeah, she was heavily involved, wasn't she, in that one? Heavily involved. And then I would say another gay icon, iconic show, Shit's Creek, simply the best. Like, yeah. blew up because of that, and then produced the documentary in 2021. That was her farewell, wasn't it? That was her farewell. You know, at that point, she already knew that she had kidney disease, which we think is what she died of. They're saying natural causes because she was 83, you know. I forget she was 83, you know. With those legs, you wouldn't know it. Like, she literally lost a pound a night whenever she was performing. Like, my mom stated... So my mom saw her in Memphis on one of her comeback... Her first comeback tour. Yeah. And she, like, came out of the pyramid and she was just like... She danced for three hours solid. Like, she did not stop. In heels, mind you. I mean, I don't know about you, but... Simply the best, the dun, dun, dun. But she, her look was very. She had a very eighties look. Let's face it, it was very Fe- feathered hair, the feathered like hair, big feathered hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but you can't. It's weird, and I always say this: there's every so often someone dies, and there's a seismic shift in the in in the. And it was David Bowie, it was the Queen, right? And Tina Turner just going and just. She was like the childhood. She was. She was the childhood. That's the thing. She was like. She was a soundtrack. Like I remember my mom playing like Tina Turner when we were driving the car. She's like, "I love Tina Turner. We're gonna listen to this." The album was great. The thing, the thing with her as well was that I think because she dived out. So she her comeback was about twenty years long, wasn't it? And she kind of dived out. And she moved to Switzerland. Switzerland. And I think because we never saw her age, in a way that she she knew that that she was done. And yeah. she sort of preserved herself a little bit in gold, didn't she? Yeah, um, like, walked away. she walked away. She knew when to walk away. And she's like, well, they've got this last image of me. And I can, you know, do little bits here and there. But nothing big. Like, she didn't perform again after she went to Switzerland, from what I remember. And I loved the Bond theme. Oh, uh, was God. it Revenge is a Kiss and this time I won't miss? And she's seen you in the shadows as a child. Because uh, that was Bono and Edge wrote that. That was you two wrote that. Right, and, and that was... She the, says the hardest song she sung. And that was the first Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, first. That was a yeah. big comeback. Yeah. And because the other thing as well is that the, I mean, the last one didn't, but usually the Bond films used, the films used to come around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, Christmas obviously is such an imprintable time. So right. I remember that year, especially there was a lot going on in my family um, and Christmas was really important. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was the year my a, a great aunt had died. And oh, it was, sorry. it was, um, it, it it was it, there was a lot going on so that song has a lot of sentimental value right and on top of that Goldeneye being such a game it was that everyone was oh, playing yeah, yeah. like you've yeah. got this Tina like the, I don't know she was just so much part of our lives she was she was pop culture in every aspect of it like like, like I said you know film fashion wise like the outfits she was wearing were stunning and made for the stage they always had movement that always had movement like even during the 70s her outfits were moving it was constant like action going on with her was that her share show era as yes, well yes absolutely like she was just there's know, some iconic. and also google tina and share during the share show era yes. they were they they were good shares already made a huge comment yes. about it now that being said you know the hair was not the 80s hair but like it was you know it was that was uh, yeah. she had the sort of the bob then didn't it, she? It was a poofy bob, but it was not a you know it was not what it was during the eighties when it was you know very much I, Tina. <laughs> it's definitely going to affect a lot of people. Oh, it's uh, already affected me. I've listened to you know so many songs this past week over and over again. I think I have to after after actually, 
as a side note I did forget to say what my music was this week oh. Jesse Ware oh there you go yeah finally catching up on Jesse Ware but no um, no Tina's gonna be sadly missed I think though that her death is impacting but she wasn't producing the music right I mean she was 83 I cannot believe she was like, my nan was 82 when she died and she was a frail thing by that time yeah. I, so when you it's weird when you say when we hear Tina Turner died it's like no she was 83 we're like oh but we remember her from like the 80s 90s and, and she like, was so 40 and looked amazing right. which I hate saying this was 34 years ago at this point so you know there we go where we remember her from And now it's time for Old and Tired. Or, to be honest, this week, I completely fucking missed that one. Yeah, that was the situation. Um, So normally, listeners, instead of Googling, we ask the other one to do it for us. And this time, Max, I'm taking one for the team. And I'm going to explain... Just to one, dear. Just... (laughs) God knows I take a lot for this team. Anyways. uh, (laughs) So occasionally, we do presume the other one hasn't seen it. And this time you actually haven't seen it. In my defense, so today... No, I, I, I get it. It did come up to him saying, and I actually shot past it on the thing. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so, listeners, remember last week when I was singing the praises of Target and the Pride Collection? Yeah, we're going to not be doing that right now. <gasps> yeah, yeah. So, in what some are calling performative allyship, which I think could be accurate on this... Target is pulling some of the some if not most of the pride line from their collection in their physical stores. Why? Because of certain conservative individuals in the American South complaining that we are grooming the children and the rainbows are going to ruin them and also because there happened to be an artist organized religion is grooming. Well, there also happened to be a um, Welsh artist that used certain things like skulls and pentagrams and had witty you know cult quotes so to speak a cult is just another religion yes no absolutely but anyways so they are protesting that and in doing so certain right-wing individuals have gone into the target stores and have filmed the people putting up the pride displays and then harassing them and targeting them for violence even though they are employees of a store um, so, Target's deciding that they're going to pull most of the collection physically in the stores. It's still going to be available online. But I'm going to say this, listeners, if you're gay, your Target collection this year should be bricks. And it's going to be Stonewall, 1969, all over again. Yeah. We're Find gonna... a local shop that's doing it. Go on Etsy, see who you can do. But that's not acceptable. Well, and the problem is, so for example, there are local artists that were being featured and the, all their stuff is being uh, pulled because of this. That's not good, because Target where the whole big thing is they were meant to be promoting local artists yes so by that token it is performative allyship and I hate saying that but here we are here we are alright well that's disgusting I I agree so you, you, take us away dear so I don't have a word of the week I have two words of the week oh two for and the this came up and I wasn't sure if you knew so I, you might know this already okay but Try I it. heard this so my two words are six flags over Georgia? Over Texas? The Six Flags, the actual theme park. In Texas. In Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. The original is in Texas, yes. So do you know what Six Flags mean? Is, yes. So the Six Flags stand for the six flags that flew over the state of Texas before it joined the United States. Right. 
so I found out they include Spain, France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, the US, and the Confederate States of America. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that word I found out today is one of the six flags is a Confederate flag. Yes. It and is. with that, I close my book. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think we have to move on to the final topic of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, but I was like disgusted. No, I, I absolutely agree with it. I, I, I was open mouthed. I. Here's the thing. I grew up with Six Flags over Georgia and then discovered the meaning and also... Had, I get it, but yeah. could they just say six five and... Yeah, um, you're having this reaction about 20 years after I first had it. So, you know, I welcome to the club. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Right. Welcome. <laughs> and on that note, it's time... Oh, it's like we're back in England and it's Petticoat Lane. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, as we reach the end of our show, we come to our final thoughts, and we make sure they're as petty as possible, and God, am I going to be petty this week? Do it. Uh, so, my pettiness this week... <laughs> I just say what it is. ...goes out to organize gay team sports, a.k.a. Stonewall Kickball, Kickball, or whatever the hell you were, on Sunday, that was at that restaurant that we were having brunch. So loud. So loud, but it wasn't even that. You took up the entire bottom floor and were standing in front of the... Bottom own... being the ultimate word there. Well, yes. With such names as Cumbrad and Cumbrader. Cor- oh, God. With such names as Cornbread and Cornbreeder. Like, I'm, not, I'm not editing that. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not. The issue was you were all sharing like four brain cells out of a team of 20 and you were standing in front of the only bathroom and you would not move when people, didn't matter who it was, were asking, excuse me, trying to move, trying to move. Be fucking aware of your surroundings yes. and move out of the way when people are trying to go to the bathrooms. You are not the only ones in this building. We love your sense of community. Just yes. remember the community. Yes, absolutely. And on that, culture for next week. I know what I think the culture's going to be. I think I know what it's going to be as well. Mine's going to be under the sea. Well, that's what my culture is going to be. Yay, so we are seeing Little Mermaid tomorrow for Daniel's birthday. Yes, we are. So, very excited. It's got... It's got uh, I've amazing reviews or meh reviews. Yeah, NPR was like, yeah, Washington Post was like greatest movie of all time. Yeah, so, so we're very excited. Uh, yes. So on that note... On that note, uh, glug, 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 and cheers. cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.